0: good evening. I'm on. My heart's going to dinger, but Christ is enough for me. Sorry, Jeff, if this is your water, I'm drinking. Okay. First of all, (coughs) I want to start off by thanking everyone. If I haven't thanked you already, I'm thanking you again for the support, the love, the giving, the praying, everything. Um, it was just amazing the way I was supported and I just love you all for that um, also I knew I was being prayed for every step of the way I knew I was being prayed for I could just feel it um, I had so many highs I also had lows as but as I shared with my small group the lows didn't feel like lows because God was there and he kept me on this high the whole time and it was just fantastic um, I arrived in Uganda with a missing case. And that was the beginning. Well, not really the beginning. The journey there was eventful as well. And for Jeff to say, I'm sharing everything. Believe me, it would take me hours to share everything that happened. It was just a phenomenal journey the whole the whole way. So this is me arriving at Wamakisa. I was shattered. I was sweaty. I was sitting on a plane with these elegant french people and and i just wasn't like that at all i was hot and sticky and well um but this was me i was absolutely shattered but i was full of adrenaline um joyce is on her way there too on the 23rd of june and she is going to stay for a month taking two teams and ten, ten one 10 one time 12 another um. And that's going to be phenomenal it's just going to be amazing Wamakisa well, is a haven a place of safety filled with God's love and supported by people who love the Lord there are up to 50 girls at a time there some about to have babies others who have just given birth and some who have come back for a second stage of teaching they're taught English sewing, hairdressing, beauty and told very clearly that God loves them and they hear his word which is the most important thing. No, this is not the order I had this in, but this is a baby. <laughs> I felt as though I had to show you these babies. Did we see? No. Okay. Let's just go with it. Here's another baby. They all lie on the floor, which the first time I was there amazed me because they're just put on the floor in these blankets, and that's the way they sleep, and it's just amazing. Yes, these are the beds, some of the beds that the girls sleep in. And um, from the last time I was there five years ago, the place has expanded greatly. They have given them new dormitories. They have built a new hair salon, which is wonderful. Um, it's just amazing the work that they're doing. They've expanded the nursery to bring more kids in. And this helps to fund Wamakisa. Um, this is the girls. We are, this is Ida. This girl here is Ida. She's 15. Uh, she was rescued. She was married off by her mum at eleven um, got pregnant and her Wamakesa heard about her and went out and rescued her brought her back. She had her baby little Sam and they took her back out to her village as they do settled her back into the village again um, only to find out she had been married off again and um, so to save her from getting pregnant again and to um, help her they brought her back again to and she's been there ever since so this is Sam now Um, so he just runs about the place this is his home and he just feels at home with all the other kids and he just loves it goes to the nursery and he's just amazing beautiful child because my case was missing, um I had everything in my case for gifts for Wamakisa, gifts for Shadrach, lots of stuff, my toiletries, including my mosquito spray uh, and um my shampoo and stuff and It's amazing what you can do without when you have to, but I also had all the preparations for the lessons that I was going to do with the kids in the nursery, so I went to bed um quite early after been up after about thirty six hours and um was woken up the next morning at four o'clock, praying, Lord, what am I going to do with these kids? And I went rummaging through the craft section in, in Wamakisa and found um, little boy-shaped lollipop sticks. Thought, I'll do David and Goliath, and just got these all these ideas, and it was just amazing. Um, and so I taught them um, David and Goliath, and we also reenacted. David killing Goliath which was very funny especially when you're saying it in English and a lot of those kids don't speak English so you're saying you know and and David said you you have to get this really posh voice so they'll understand you and David said um, the Lord is with me and the teachers there going and David said the Lord is with me (laughs) what did David say and then the the kids come back with the Lord is with me (laughs) so you have to wait on this whole translation going on and it's just like Did I not just say that? (laughs) She just said it in a different accent. So that's them with their little Davids. (laughs) And this is a little boy who that says there look just looks like David look. It's amazing. They're so cute. Um. So the next day, I think it was the next day. I can't remember. I was sewing. Um. i wanted but that's okay let's go with it and this is me doing makeup and masks with the girls um face masks and yet again you're putting doing all this and you're talking to them and some of them understand you and some of them don't so they have a translator saying what you're doing you know and they're so they're so keen to do it they just want to do it and they're rushing at you you know to, to get this stuff done it's just so funny this is girls with their makeup bags um, we found some beautiful Indian fabric. I also brought fabric from home and some from the place I work. And this one here is holding a, a makeup bag with um, fabric from my aunties curtains. So that's OK. And they love doing that. That was good. This is me jiving. I was having a terrible time. Um, Let me see. Okay, I went from here to visit Shadrach at the Backyard Bible Club, where we went out and bought food. We bought rice, beans, sugar, salt, and soap. And we gave it out to families um, that Shadrach had already selected as being the most needy. I have a big pile of photographs here I would like you all to look at. Later on, if you wouldn't mind, there's loads of them there. You can have a wee look at. Um, this is a mother with three children. A lot of these women just get abandoned by their um, their husbands. They just, you know. And I've had so many people say to me since I get back, "Why do they not use contraception?" And it, you just try not to get cross because when you're faced with a situation, the government don't give out contraception. When you're faced with a situation where do I feed my children or do I go out and buy contraceptives just in case somebody rapes me tonight, the choice is the food. And they're just normal people and they just want to be loved and they just want to be fed and they just want to live their lives. This is a poor man that (laughs) I started to off really well, and I was really w- quite self controlled. And then by the end of it, I was just crying and laughing and crying and laughing. And um, there's actually a photograph in here, I think, of me trying to kiss this man, and he was like pulling away from me. <laughs> but I was praying with them all, and oh, it was just phenomenal. It was just phenomenal. This is Shadrach, by the way, on the, the left here. This is another makeup one. Okay. This is a 20 year old girl with her baby her door is a curtain Um, there's nothing in their house they have ground they're lucky if they have a bed mostly they sleep on the ground on a tarpaulin this is some of their belongings this is all they have this yellow container um, is for their water they travel about two hours to get water this is inside a grandmother's house this is where she stays with her two grandchildren Um, she's got a bed grandchildren sleep on that bed. She's in her 80s. This is her belongings. This is a grandmother who has eight grandchildren staying with her. Sometimes she's left another five. When we arrived, she was making them lunch, um, which was uh, literally a handful of of rice um, for their lunch. Um, So mixed up but sure okay so after this then it was very traumatic very draining and very warm and i'm standing beside a cage full of chickens full of you know looking at them thinking wow okay these are for sale and just people everywhere and a young child comes up to me and stands beside me, and I looked at my bag, and I found a like a date bar, a gluten-free date bar that Marion had given me. I thought, I'll give this to this child. And she just took it and looked at me. And then her brother came over, and he, he stood beside her, and she was like, you're not getting my bar. So I bent down and bit, broke it in two and gave them a little bit each. And they, were just, they just stood there, and it was like, I don't know. It was just surreal, Do you know. It was just one of those really surreal moments where you think, I'm standing in the middle of Uganda, handing out a date bar from Home Bargains to these two little children who have nothing. They've got nothing. And you find a lot of children are running about in party dresses, and it's because they've got, you know, clothes from the West sent to them, and they're just just wear anything or whatever they have. Anyway, we went on from there then to do the backyard Bible club. These are the kids inside, the younger ones. Um, they just sing praise. Um, When I walked in, they were teaching them, um, they were saying, God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. I said that 40 times. And by golly, they knew it by the end of that. So this is us outside um, talking to the kids. Oh, there's there's the 80-year-old grandmother. Um, This is the kids writing letters to the children of AEC because we had taken them. Letters, well some of the kids have done, so this is these letters here that I've got. I'm going to talk to the kids um, in Sunday school about th- about those. Um, also, I took them, there's a picture here somewhere, I don't know where it's went. I took them um, underwear, because um, a lot of them come without underwear, I think, and they would all get a piece of underwear handed out, but no, Shadrach decided if they answered a the question right, they would get a pair of pants. As you do. So... That might be some way, Jeff, just think on that. Um, This is the youth, and they're just phenomenal. They're just unbelievable. They just love the Lord. They went out with me. A lot of them went out with me the day, we're getting the food and, and everything, and they just lugged about rice and beans, and they never said a word. They just did it the whole day long without grumbling, moaning, and they just praise the Lord and just love God, and they're just phenomenal. Um that evening, I had a, a, a thing written out for them um, that I wanted to do, and I had it with me and everything, but it got a different plans; It didn't work out like that at all. I ended up um, just sitting talking to them for three hours on the floor with no mosquito spray on. So I just thought, well, Lord, that's okay. I'm just going to get eaten alive. That's okay. I don't care. And <laughs> I did. And they were just asking questions. What about my church? How many people went? What were they like? Is a pack of spacers, you don't want to go there. And just sharing, you know, their love of God with me and asking me all these different things. And, and it was just phenomenal. It was just a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful evening. And I went back from there to my um, B&B, which was basically a hovel. And I sat on the chair and looked at the bed and thought, prayed, Lord, help me get into this bed because those people don't even have a bed, so I have to get into this bed because it was minging. I got into the bed and was woken at 3 o'clock in the morning praying, "Um, Lord, what can I do? What can I do? And he said, you can't do everything, but you can do something. So the next day, um, I was to go to a safari and I met up with Godfrey. This is Godfrey here. Godfrey came to me about 10 years ago with the African Children's Choir with three South African boys and I've, you know, known him ever since and kept lots of contact. He was there visiting his family because he now lives in Scotland. And This is Morris, his friend. This is Morris' wedding. And I met with Morris, literally gave him a hug love of God was just exuding out of him. it was just like hugging Jesus it was just so lovely we went on this safari but I very quickly realised that the safari wasn't about animals it was about this journey with these people that I was with, there was Godfrey there was a friend of his called Donald that's Donald there, an 80 year old man oh my word He was just amazing, and we just shared God's love, we prayed, we praised, we just shared our ideas for what was happening in Uganda, and so began the next part of my journey. I came home with this idea that I wanted to set some people up in business. I want to empower them to feed their family, to enable them, to help them, because I couldn't walk away from that and say, I'm doing nothing. And it's so easy to do that for me. For me, it's easy. I'm not talking about you. For me, it would have been so easy just to come back and forget about it. But I didn't want that to happen. I wanted it to keep on going. I wanted to do something. And I really believed that the Lord wanted me to. I contacted Morris to ask his help to say, who do I go to? What do I do? How do I do this? And he said, I'll help you. And he went out and met with all the ones that I had met and other people. And found out who was willing and able um, to work hard to build a better life. Because some of them don't want to. And that's like us, like normal. You know, you've got to work for your money. You've got to work hard. And he wanted to make sure he picked the right people. He didn't want to just hand them money. And one of the things he said when he was going out to them, he said, You might not like me. You might hate me. But you can't stop me loving you. And I just thought that was just from the Lord. So I'm probably getting these in the wrong order. I can't remember. Anyway, um, I think this is Angel. She's 23. She goes to cereal crop companies to sort beans, and she wants to own a shoe shop. I would also love to um, learn her dressing. This is, I can't remember who she is, because it's all, anyway. Um. Oh, goodness. Okay, I'll just go through the photos and tell you each person. Uh, They're all mixed up in any way. Um, I've got Agnes, who's 45, a single mother with four children who wants to shop I've got Angel at 23 who is a child at 2 I've got Nissanyu, a mother of 3 children that's her her children are Josephine and Tracy um, who are now being sponsored they're teenagers they belong to the Backyard Bible Club she washes people's clothes and cleans and she would like a poultry farm Um, I've got Fasimila Uh, She has three children and she has a charcoal, she wants a charcoal selling business and she's also um, being mentored. There's Millie of 38, she has two girls, her husband left and married uh, another woman, she's a market vendor. Her child got sick and she was working as a market vendor but had to give it up and spend all her money on treatment. She wants a chips restaurant, that was her words. This is Rubina, she digs for her neighbour's uh, gardens, washes clothes and she wants a piggery. And Vicky is 38 with four children, she digs gardens for a living and she believes if her children get a better future, life will turn around and she wants a charcoal business. And this is Joyce, who has eight children, three grandchildren and has a a stall selling cooking oil, tomatoes and onions and she wants to be able to expand and sell more stuff and this is Fatima mother of three and does odd jobs and washes clothes for a living and she wants to run a poultry farm Morris is mentoring all these people he's been out three or four times now talking to them, getting them to fill in questionnaires asking them, Adam just said take the money here, just do whatever you want just just do it, just go but even with a business mind I have a business mind but when you are confronted with these people you know, they're not my people, they're not my culture he knows exactly what to say to them and how to treat them so he's asking them, what do you want to do, how do you want to do it what are you going to call your business, how much money do you want to earn what are you going to do with that money you have to save some money so he's really doing this properly he does this anyway for what he's done it for other people so he is going out mentoring them, sharing the gospel witnessing and letting them know they are loved and that God wants them to live an abundant life And then this week, this verse came to me. John 10.10 The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. The devil wants to steal our joy, our peace. He basically wants us dead. God wants to bless us, give us peace, to fill us with his spirit, and to to give us an abundant life. Why can't these people have too? They are entitled to that as well as us. I just want to finish off by asking you to pray for Joyce and the teams and the work of Wamakisa. Pray for Backyard Bible Club and pray for this new project ongoing in Uganda, for God's provision, for his wisdom, and for Morris, who's there working and mentoring these people, and for all these people and their new businesses that are going to have a new life because of the Lord.